episode one of Covilla's Travels. This is the end of our first month. Woohoo! Sad. I'm Daisy. I'm the aesthetics queen of Covilla, unanimously decided. I'm Matt Swazo, a CFO, Chief Facts Officer. I'm Eliza, the Chief Food Enthusiast. I am Vargas, and I am the Chief Vibes Officer. I'm Nico. I'm the Snacks Deputy. That's kind of shitty that I got that. Chief Snacks Deputy. Deputy. <laughs> There's no Chief Snacks Officer. Yeah. The and I just got Deputy. Well, we really abuse the, the so Chief true. terminology. No, we, after we need much, a Chief. After much warning, but it's okay. I would like to say that I'm part of the monarchy. Um, so queen, it's like right. Queen and then the C suite and then the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so how many other companies have a Queen? Wait, we have one oh, more nice. introduction. Oh. I'm Saravia, I'm just the Jackbox VIP. So don't say just <laughs> Amateur VIP. <laughs> yeah, so how was it guys? How was the first nomadic experience? So fun. Really good. Was it I did not have sky high expectations. <laughs> What? Yeah, it might surprise you, but I am mostly a pessimist. Oh. It's went well. Yeah. I liked it. Look at that. We got one. Yeah. So for August 2020, six of us moved to Davenport, Florida and got a six-bedroom house with a pool. And a hot tub. tub. And a hot tub. <laughs> Don't forget that. And it has been pretty good so far. Today is our last night in this house. Mm. Bittersweet. What were some lessons we learned? We learned how to organize ourselves with a big group of people. Like and we so have surprisingly easy. Yeah, we have a little schedule that we keep on our fridge where we put what communal dinner we're going to eat. We put who's going to be in charge of cleaning up after dinner, and then we put the workout program that we're doing. The specific name of which <laughs> is Camp Daisy. We also have the meats we're going to eat. Yeah. Separate from. The meal. Yeah, I think our biggest lessons this month were just how we can organize. Like, we got our grocery orders, we got our schedules, we got our butcher box. We're, like, figuring out the details of those. Again, another bit of context. Uh, because of different dietary restrictions, we tried to separate the meats from the rest of the food to allow vegetarians to always have a meal. Yeah, don't, the vegetarian. Don't say plural. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were two vegetarians on Monday. We also embarked on keto, which is an interesting week and a half. Take. Yeah. And then completely destroyed it all on the last day. <laughs> <laughs> so the keto thing happened in all of five minutes. That decision from yeah. Yeah. conception Here, yeah. to commitment, commitment <laughs> in five a, minutes. I'm seeing a running theme here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what, what actually... I. What was the process for like deciding to do this even? It all started in November 2019 when oh. Eliza messaged Stravia. I'm really starting to hate calories being in food. <laughs> oh no, it was like, I'm getting really sick and tired of food having calories. <laughs> the most relatable sentiment ever. I meant more like, how did Covilla even happen? Oh, well, there's debate about this. Take it a step back. Uh-oh. Nico wants to take credit for it. Wait, no. I want to take credit for it. Oh. And now Daisy wants to. <laughs> well, I thought it was 
part of like a group effort of like us three. Where like me, Eliza, and Saravia were like, oh, it'd be so fun if we all and we also together. we did also talk about it separately, which is probably yeah. why everyone feels like to they were part. Like everybody was doing. Co- I feel like everybody did have this idea independently because everyone yeah. was trying to do it. Yeah. Well, let's be I can, clear. I was not on board. For a while. Why? It, really? So, well, I was on board for Covilla. Uh-huh. But what came after that was never... That was never in the original plan. Right. The month-to-month thing kind of happened. But actually, he had the idea maybe a year back when he... Or maybe what, six months ago, and he said, let's drive down for three weeks. So he suggested this to Kenny, Strav, and I, that we take three weeks off. And we just drive across the country and spend like two to three days in different cities that he had already chosen to just check what that what living those cities were like so that he could move out of New York and pay lower rent. Mm-hmm. So that was an overarching goal that then that seemed Ooh, yeah. a different way to incorporate it. This was called when, Yeah, this was when, called Project House. It was yes. to like figure out where to buy a house that was oh. in New York City. And then we re implemented it in a different way in this Covilla experience. I think we could also take it from the top one time explaining what exactly the idea is. Of Kalila. Yeah. Yeah, so like Nico brought it up and I was like, that's insane. But then my roommate was telling me, hey, I'm not going to move back to New York until like January. And I was like, well, fuck, I don't want to live by myself in New York for that long. And then I pitched the idea as a joke to my mom and then she was all for it. And I was the like, wait, wait, my, my super like reserved mother is like excited about this idea. And then I thought about it more and I, Called up Nico again and was like, "Wait, let's just never live in a in a house ever again. Is this actually feasible?" And it is. It was so fucking pumped. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. I don't have a mom like that personally. What was what? What do you think was so attractive about it? Um, just she's she's very supportive of me taking this opportunity of being super young and super dependentless and exploring just exploring more and like taking risks and like yeah quote unquote discovering yourself kind of cheesy but it's like sort of true and uh and she and also recognizes like the financial benefits of like we're splitting this house you know six ways and we only ended up paying like five hundred dollars a month and that's a quarter of like what we were paying in new york city and yeah, she was just excited by like that culmination of things, and like her support, like really like pushed me over the edge. Cool. Can your mom speak to my mom? <laughs> <laughs> She's still not on board with this. <laughs> Why not? What's her hesitation? Yeah, didn't she move? I guess did she not like moving around with your with your dad? Well, if that was more job. Focus. I think my mom more finds this as a you're not letting go of uh, exciting lifestyle. You're trying to always like live upbeat, and that's just not feasible. You need to get out of this mentality, and you know that's gloomy. Uh, she she is excited. The thing is, like with most risk averse parents, her thing is more on the lines of sustainability, and this idea of not going to things is just very childish. And so, in some capacities, like even with with Deep bench, for example, there, my mom is, was happy for, like, happy that I was excited about this, but it was more on the lines of when do you stop? When do you, like, say, okay, I'm going to give up on these things and start being, you know, more safe 
with my lifestyle. But it, it's one of those things in which, and this is a consistent theme in which she, she says, tell me not to do things. And then I hear from other parents that she's telling them stories about, you know, my son is doing this weird thing. <laughs> and she gets really excited. Like, same, like all the, almost everything I try to do, she's like, tell me not to do. And then I'll hear about how excited she is to, from other people. And she's yeah. like, bragging about it. Um, so. so maybe parents need to be the sounding board to <laughs> tell their yeah. kids to think twice, except for Vargas' mom. <laughs> well, the one thing was Florida, she was definitely against. Yeah. Like, she called yeah. up every day yeah. oh, trying yeah. to convince My me. My mom hates Detroit. The really? Oh, why? Detroit. Yeah, or my family, or yeah, just like... They Wait, why Detroit? Because apparently it's super dangerous when we're going to get ourselves killed over there. <laughs> I, I told my mom that your mom was worried about Detroit, and I was like... Worried is... But not Florida. You're underselling worried. <laughs> and she's like, Wait, why is she worried? I was like, oh, I think she's worried because Detroit's not a safe place, and I was like, what now? For the next week and a half, it was no more Detroit. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She fired up the Google and it was all downhill. <laughs> okay, but next thing I want to say, Instacart. We have a new system for Instacart. Uh, so we said we were going to order it twice a week and we're going to put a budget on that. Uh, what's well, the rationale I, behind I that? I thought we had not confirmed the budget. Did we confirm yeah. but the it's idea? Yeah, we will put we're a gonna, yeah. yeah, so we've just been reflecting on our month and I think we did the math out that we had spent like roughly four fifty per person for people that were eating meat. Um, which comes out to about 120 a week. So going off of that number, we're trying to decide whether that's like a reasonable weekly per person budget or whether it's too high or whether we should set a budget at all. Let's break that down into A, how many times we're doing it, why we chose to do that, why we, why did we settle down twice a week and why are we doing that? Would ordering exclusively through Instacart have happened if not for being in a a really yeah a hot spot at the time of uh you know it's fairly convenient yeah we also probably wouldn't have a car in every place that we go so it might Hmm. come up again although i do enjoy physically going to the store (laughs) the big the big plus of instacart is that we're ordering like throughout the like we're we're like building up the the, the list throughout the week, and then it's just the button. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which you can't do like visiting there. And uh, then I you just can just pass everyone, and they can add what they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have had a few tension points around tension points. All right, I have uh, a point which could be what Nicole just mentioned about the term tension points. <laughs> um, Here we go. <laughs> well, just hold on, this. hold on. So tension r- really feels more like a property of a, a whole system. Like the system is in tension, right? And really, this is like maybe a pressure point, like a, a pain point, right? That's a, a more acute, more localized. We'll talk about how we can make compromises, and one of the compromises was Matt being a <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the word tension point is not a tension point. <laughs> that's, that's how I introduced this, except I didn't want to use the word tension point because that felt like acknowledging it in some way. And yeah, I saw you. Yeah, you were very deliberate and trying to walk around the line there. So one of the tension points around ordering food was that we are ordering as a community. And so we are all pitching in the same like equivalent amounts, even though we benefit differently mm-hmm. from uh, ordering via Instacart as a group. Like some uh, people might buy more expensive products than other people. Like keto ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or protein bars. Fair. Protein bars. Protein bars are a big hit. 
I mean, I think like everyone has something that they add to the cart that's like more or less Not an true. expensive item. What? Yeah, Maybe you'll never ask me for alcohol. Ask, right? And I might be Could buying be. the protein bars, but though. I'm also not eating lunch. So. I don't eat breakfast. The thing is, we could go down this path. We, yeah, we can go on with that whole thing. But yeah. the, the big thing that we concluded was we are, to some extent, separating it in a feasible way. So we separated meats from non-meats. And then we separated uh, alcohol from everything else. I think it's, like, honestly, mostly fine. Like, we, I think, like, meats and alcohols are examples of something where it's, like, if you're abstaining from those, you're definitely abstaining from them. So that's, like, you know, easy to separate out. But, like, other things, like, I guess, no point, like, nickel and diming it. Like, overall, yeah. we're saving money. How was everyone's work experience in this new environment? I thought it was fine. I actually felt like in some ways it was really productive because everyone else was working the same hours and like mm-hmm. the same age. I feel like we have a general similar like work vibe, except for yeah. you, Vargas. But you know, <laughs> it's it's been, it was kind of like being in an office almost. Yeah. I think it was better than being in an office yeah. because you could always hang out with friends. It, it kind of reminded me of college actually, Ooh. where everyone was like individually working like in the same area. Mm-hmm. You could always like chat if you wanted to like take a break. That's right. I feel like it was nice in this house that we had kind of different vibes. Like, you could come in here, and you'd have air conditioning, and there'd usually be a TV, something on. Sometimes it was Fox News, so you didn't want to watch it. (laughs) And if you go outside, there's, like, music, and you can also, some people work in the pool. And then if you have, like, serious meetings or whatever, you can usually go upstairs into the bedrooms. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like you could pick and choose and switch throughout the day, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was like one phrase I can use to describe Florida. It's copy paste. Like all the days are just copy and pasted yeah. <laughs> one after each other, and all the houses in this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, neighbors is a whole new topic altogether. Oh my god, oh my god. the rooms here, the neighbors, awful. The worst. A couple of days ago, they were having like a screaming argument with each other. I think one of them was like, I'll kill you or something. And the other, yeah. they, were yeah, just yeah, they, were, they were like, yeah, there was some high stakes yelling. And it was oh, on my day off. I wanted to oh, sleep. No. Well, it's surprising that you'd think that if that, if my alarm didn't go off, that would be enough to wake me up. Yeah. Uh, and I know we'd have been, or for the most part, been trying to wake up at 6 a.m. also. But that actually made me sit in bed more and then just try to piece together what the story might be. Mm-hmm. And I came together with a lot of stories. <laughs> of what was happening outside and I could have easily just gone to my window and seen what the story was because I really think it was multiple houses shouting Um, at each other I think I think someone probably my my guess was that people were partying till 6am and then one neighbor was fed up yeah. Was not able to sleep. And then they were partying. They were partying all night. Really? It was I, I definitely in the middle of the night when I woke up. Wow, before, I did not notice that. It was the whole night. It was a weekday. It was yeah. like Wednesday night, I think. Oh, the day I went to Tampa and I woke up at four and I went Ooh, outside to meditate. There was, there, there was still like people like in the yeah, pool blasting music. And I was trying to figure out. Are you starting Did you your wake day up early, early or, or are you sleeping? Or is this from last 4 night? 4 a.m. is that weird point yeah. in the day where you don't know. Speaking of 4 a.m., we ended up having like a sleepover on the couches <laughs> at like 4 a.m. Oh, yeah, night. because of the neighbors. Yeah, there's this, in the middle of the night, I'm like, my phone, so I'm, we're on you know, those, two, those two open couches. So I put my phone back on the, on the, on the couch behind me. And then at some point when there was noise, I'd like reach back and I feel hair. <laughs> so, so that's another interesting thing that just thinking about it now definitely puts a weird spin on this whole month is that this is the first 
Covilla sort of experiment. But it is ostensibly a work month, uh, a sort of normal life month, but in a very resorty place. And maybe, you know, Villa is a proper word for it. Um, not the nicest house, but like it is, it, it has a very vacation vibe to it. And I, I've been trying to pick apart whether that contributed to, you know, feeling at ease or whether sort of the other factors of the arrangement are contributed to that. Maybe working out of the pool was, was all I needed, regardless of, you know, noisy neighbors or Disney World 10 minutes away. Interesting. Also say that you think it may be just a one-time thing or we should always be optimizing for resorty gorillas. Right, yeah, that's the question. Like, is, uh, well, I think, you know, uh, getting along with people nearby is always going to be a thing, especially with, yeah. well, you know. Yeah, we always have neighbors nearby. Bon, bon, yeah, bon. like in Tennessee. Bon, bon, yeah, bon. we probably won't. Um, that's interesting. I guess it's like maybe not everyone has had this experience, but I was wondering if just this one month has changed something about, like, your behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I've definitely noticed some stuff for myself. Well, I went from employed to unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that felt like a Big pretty one. sizable behavior change. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm generally learning to be more flexible, or at least I hope I am. <laughs> what What are yours? I have so I have this list. <laughs> Daisy, has I a love list for everything. <laughs> um, I have a list of things it. that I just want to improve on, just generally. Um, and one of those was um, taking a larger interest in others. Um, and I think that Covilla has helped a lot with that. Like, I think yeah. I kind of can hop from one person to another and be like, how was your day? And like, what are you up to? And stuff like that. And I think I'm really enjoying that experience. Were you like that in college? Because as you I say, think so. I, I, I do think that working closely, you know, that that's very similar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, I was definitely a lot more, I don't want to say enchanted, but, like, I just genuinely cared a lot about, like, getting to know things about, like, other people and maybe, like, high school. And then, like, college actually made me a little bit more pessimistic or, like, cynical, not really wanting to get to know people on that level. But I think this experience is kind of bringing some of that old Daisy back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the biggest changes that Covilla has done for me has actually made me more creative. Um, And I think that's because typically you hear about people's main gig and like the thing that everyone's doing and like you might hear or you see their main gig, but like that's the main thing you see. But like with their side projects, you you might know that they're doing them, but you don't really see them hands on working on them. And like, you know, you, you don't see that effort being put in necessarily, but like to be here and like live together and like see what we do afterwards um, with our own personal time I have found very inspirational it's made me want to like do more of my own things and I think that's a very positive change there's a there's a dream state and vision <laughs> like three to four years from now and there's people talking about like creator houses <laughs> and I that's there yeah it's there it's and it's growing and I want or yeah my dream is for Cobilla to like morph into maybe it's already there but, like, for Corolla to become one of yeah. the like, creator houses or network of creator houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, prior to coming here, I think Flavia and I are discussing potentially doing 
group projects, like having a group project that is something that we could accomplish within the course of a month, for example. Mm-hmm. So it has a start date, has an end date, and it's something that we somewhat aim to dedicate a certain amount of time to, even if it might not be at the same time we all dedicated people, you know, during the course of the day, each put in you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes towards it. A, finding out a thing like that and then working towards it as a capstone of... of like a Covilla capstone! <laughs> <laughs> like the example that we were thinking about um, initially was like making our own virtual escape rooms since people are in quarantine. Like we can have like groups IDA, like give each other feedback, like do each other's No, rooms, no like, we can't use that. words like IDA either. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you get me every fucking time Jesus! Okay, Matt does this thing where he'll have an obscenely negative reaction to something you said. And, and the whole worry. time, you're, like, taking a bat that he's, like, you're like trying on, on a fundamental level, he just disagrees with you as a person and is attacking it's your character. It's always a word. But then when you, find, when you dig into what he's actually upset about, it's because you said a word incorrectly. Yeah. No, it's not incorrect. I just prefer... We stay away from learnings, from asks, from ideas. Basically, you need anything Silicon Valley. Yeah, I'm exhausted. I I work in New York for a reason. I just don't have time (laughs) for shit like that. We don't need to get into it. I feel Uh, you so hard. (laughs) Um. I think we should have a running list of things Matt does not want people to say. <laughs> Tape it somewhere. Even more importantly, we have a running list of Cobilla capstone projects. And start brainstorming that. Yeah. And do the first one in Tennessee. I, I like that idea. What do you think of the word you know, table like something? To table, to table it? Yeah. yeah, I'm fine with that. Table but not ideate. <laughs> How table is a literal table. noun yeah, verb. Isn't a noun about? verb your mortal enemy? Wait, no. I'm just gonna go like, through my Slack and see what would. It's not all noun verbs. It's everything a product manager at a big tech company says all day. Like like those words frustrate me yeah. the most. Also those people, but the, the <laughs> word it, sounds like, it sounds like it might stem from those people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a new problem for sure. But I'd like us all to uh, appreciate words. Well, that some words we should avoid. <laughs> um, no, but I think improving Avalon, for instance. Uh, Pro Avalon would be... Oh, the game. Oh, yeah, that would like, be a fun patch. Yeah. yeah. So... That's been an interesting experience. We all hung out prior to. That really uh, birthed this. That, that was. Yeah, that really birthed the group. We played a lot of Avalon online from across the US. However, now we still try to you know, keep that alive. With uh, the people that aren't here. The people that aren't here. But it's weird because six out of the ten people yeah. that play play from one place. Oh my god, next Friday we'll be split up again. Oh my god. The last three will be together. Yeah. <laughs> Just me then. <laughs> uh, improving Avalon could be a good. We, yeah. should, we should get a doc and start putting out ideas. Also, tooling for this, you know, crazy experiment. We need calendars or. I, I think I the Instacart AGI thing could be could be good. I think the the whole premise, uh, especially of the creator thing, is you know, risky. It it you have. I feel a, a huge potential of, you know, making yourself and others' creations better, but 
also, you have to live together. <laughs> and I think everyone probably at some time during this month has found it unbearably stressful or annoying to have one thing happen with one other person. And well, I, I think without maybe a previous connection of some sort, that could really, it's, it's hard maybe bootstrapping that shared investment, maybe. Um, or even just... So, you know, friendship. It grows iteratively. Iteratively. Yeah, it's a virtuous circle. One thing I also saw was people have an audience for a lot of the things they do. So, for example, Daisy already does a lot of workouts herself, but now you had potentially a group of other people who would listen <laughs> to your gym training instructions. What was that like? Was that very empowering? It's actually funny. I kind of wondered if this is what it would turn into once we got here. Like, I would be working out at home maybe, like, a couple weeks before Covilla, and I was like, hmm, I wonder if people are going to join me. So that was exciting that that actually happened. Um, I wonder if more people will join in Tennessee. But, yeah, it was empowering. It's nice to have a positive impact. Did you did you start putting more effort into planning them out or, like, having sticking to a schedule better or thinking of routines before? Um, I think I would see videos on like Instagram and then be like, oh, and like be really excited and be like, oh, this is going to be so fun when we do it. Um, but yeah, I think that's something I'll iterate on is having more of a set like routine ahead of time. I'm getting really good at savoring moments and like increasing gratitude. And then you can have that. I like that. Family dinners are like highlights of every night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I just want to, one thing I think we said jokingly at the beginning, but I've just realized has sort of happened is, uh, having inside jokes. And yeah. I think maybe just shared experience is yeah. an inside yeah. joke pretty often. So we have the measuring yeah. cup, uh, cup cabinet. Mm-hmm. We have, um, good Is morning. Vargas shouted good morning and I was on my stand-up call. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that. It was like just us three. I had just logged on to stand-up with my whole team and Vargas comes in and goes, good morning! And I had had (laughs) had still heard it and they were like, Someone's very yeah. enthusiastic about the morning. You're not providing enough context. Nico provokes me. <laughs> Nico said good morning, but it was a very soft, like, it was a very soft good morning. And I needed to teach him how one should properly properly say good morning. <laughs> another one of, another one of Nico's Actually, classic leading questions. How this started was, I, I was on the couch. <laughs> And I was on a, in a meeting when Vargas, the first, this is the first Monday, Vargas opens the door, comes in and says, yells good morning, and then says, oh nice, Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in the meeting looks at me because they know, I, I mean, they know I watched that, but I just found it funny that everyone else also saw that. <laughs> that was and, and then a few minutes later, I see Vargas tweet, I love entering rooms and announcing my presence <laughs> and punishing those don't that don't mute themselves. themselves in meetings. And it wasn't even something that I could have muted. I was the one talking in the meeting. <laughs> Why would I mute myself? Do you not mute yourself in between every word <laughs> or when you see Marcus approaching? Ridiculous. Now you know. If you need to take a meeting, do not take it. Or, like Eliza, you got to announce to everyone, hey, I'm taking a meeting on the dining table. Please. <laughs> well, I, I bring... It wasn't in here. 
Well, I really like the, the using headphones as like the universal sign of yeah. I'm yeah. in a meeting. Or Google, pause. <laughs> Google, yeah. pause. Hey, Google, pause is also a great uh, mm-hmm. signature that. Biggest takeaways from this experience going into our next covillas and otherwise. I've had a lot of com- I have had a lot of tension points between what I'm doing and like what the group is doing. Okay. And I'm currently trying to sort out the interplay of those two things. And it's also bringing me, it's like really throwing me back into the Zeta side days when yeah. there were like mm-hmm. other people who were like that single person and I was like in this group. And I was like, oh, that person sucks. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I am in, yeah. now I'm in that bunch. I'm like, huh. This is, this is interesting. And I don't know how to manage it yet. I'm so I'm happy because I actually was hoping you'd get to that point of thinking that and you did. <laughs> <laughs> You were cultivating that odd one out. Sounds very leading. It was very leading. I think in general, with the pandemic and whatnot, it kind of felt like life was on pause. But now I'm feeling that spontaneity that I was missing in my life, um, which is exciting. And I hope that that continues. Um, So it's taught me that you can still have um, some level of positive chaos in your life um, and make the best out of uncertainty. I think on the day we thought about discuss tension points and how we should take tension points as a learning opportunity and that mindset, if we think we can apply to every aspect of every problem we have moving forward is such a good way to think about all the problems that are going to come. I think I, I was stressed out a lot prior to this just because being somewhat central on this and thinking of all the people that are coming and how things might be problems like Wi-Fi and mm-hmm. you know food and distributing those things. It was a bit stressful and I think... <clears throat> For Tennessee, that is definitely a stressful point, but... Could be a stressful point. Well, even now, like, on the yeah. chat, is sometimes very stressful thinking about like how people are acting towards things. But now, after that whole discussion on tension point, it seems so much more exciting to like, work for it. Because now it's like, oh, it's almost like a challenge to see how to deal with all those things. It's pretty exciting. But either way, cheers to the first Kovila. Woo! On to the next one. Thanks, everyone. Bye. You're the only